Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. All right, it's always a treat when Tom Jones graces us with his presence. Um, Much like Tom Brady, could he possibly be coming out of retirement? Uh, You last joined the show a little over a month ago. Of course, today Rick's not on. He is uh, off for a few days on a clandestine mission. Uh, we cannot disclose that information at this time. But uh, Tom Jones returns, and you were on about a month ago. I was looking this up right. before the show. And since then, Tom Brady's returned, as well as a lot of free agents that the Bucks had. Uh, the Lightning have gone into a slump. Yes, they have. Uh, they were on a big break when last time you were on. And uh, baseball. they're still on a break, by the way. But go ahead. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> but I digress. And, yeah, and baseball has uh, decided to play this season. So they are back. They're no longer on a break. Well, I am coming out of retirement, Steve. But I'm, I think I want to do a podcast in Miami. I think that's the way to go for me. Just like Tom Brady. Well, Tom yeah, Brady's going to end up in Miami, right? That, that's what everybody says. That's what I keep hearing. I mean, you know. I know. So that's why he got Ryan Jensen to resign here. That's why he got <laughs> Chris Godwin to do a long-term deal Chris here. Chris Godwin's that's back. Logan Ryan's Fournette's here. back. Yeah, Leonard Fournette's back. Yeah, so he can go to Miami. Sure. He's taking all those guys with him. They're just going to trade the whole offense for Miami's whole offense. Yeah. We'll have Tua here, and we'll all be all set. And by the way, Bruce I cannot said, believe I cannot believe he's back. I really thought... He was retired. And when you look back at the, at the announcement, Steve, when he announced that he was retiring, even though he never said retiring, right, in mm-hmm. that original announcement, it looked for all the world like it was a goodbye. Now it all makes sense that he was saying goodbye to Tampa Bay, but I, don't, I mean, maybe he thought about he was going to play somewhere else. But I guess when you look back, you could connect all the dots and say, oh, well, he really wasn't going to retire. I thought he was done. Did, did you actually think he was done? I, th- I thought he was, and I thought it was purely because of family. It, we know it's not because he yes. can't play. We know it's not because he's not physically able to. Maybe mentally he decided he was done. But it was more the Giselle and the kids. And, you know, I, I mean, I never questioned that he could come back and win a Super Bowl. I mean, you know, we've always – and he's often said, I don't want to be sitting on my couch watching football going, I'm better than all these guys out here. Which right, right now he is outside of a handful maybe you'd say better him. Maybe. I mean, right. Tom Brady – didn't win the MVP this year. He should have. Yeah. Oh, you could definitely make a case I mean, for sure. You know that there's no question about his ability, the way he plays the game, prepares for the game. Now, if you don't want to put in that work again, if you just said 22 seasons was enough, I'm done. Okay. And that's fair. And, and you're right. But I thought it was the family reasons why he was done. I thought so too. And I thought that, um, you know, with, you know, his kids are getting a little bit older. They're starting to get involved in more activities, you would assume. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's, I don't know what his wife, what her situation is in terms of work, if she's put some work aside while Tom has continued to play football. I don't, I don't know all, the, all that. Till. But what I do know, Steve, is that a lot of people, <laughs> like everybody else in the world, manages to balance a, wife, a life and uh, mm-hmm. a work life and a, and a home life 
at the same time. The difference is, I think most of us would spend more time at home if we could afford to. <laughs> if we didn't have to work, well, sure, there were, a lot of us wouldn't, and we would stay home and play with our kids and, and hang out with our wife when we could. Um, well, maybe. But for Tom I mean, Brady, you know, he might have went back to work because after five weeks of that, he's like, yeah, this is enough. Well, maybe they got enough for him. That's like, all right, that you too. need to calm down. You know, <laughs> we need you out of here because you're driving us crazy. Um, I just, I, I think you hit on it, uh, Steve. I think it, it gets to a point where you look and say, man, I, I don't want to leave too early. Now, obviously, he might come back, and you hate to see the athletes who stay a year too long. But at the same time, if you're looking around and say, I can still play this game, I can still win, I can still win a Super Bowl. He said originally, I want to play till I'm 45 or play at least till I'm 45. Mm-hmm. Now he's getting a chance to do that. So there, there's no reason why he shouldn't come back. I just I am surprised that he is coming back. I just didn't think it was going to happen. Yeah, I mean, first it was supposed to be San Francisco. Now it's Miami. I mean, and, and- I never bought the San Francisco thing for a couple of reasons. One, I know he has an older son that lives in New York, and mm-hmm. I thought he'd want to stay more on the East Coast. Not that I pretend to know what goes through Tom Brady's mind. But this whole idea of him holding a grudge, this you know, he walks around with the draft card in his pocket about how many teams passed on him. I still got the impression that San Francisco was one of the teams that if he was considering going somewhere at when he was leaving New England, remember he did he make a reference at some point like he reached out to a team who basically said, No, nah, we're good. Yeah. No, we know and he every, reached out to San Francisco. No, he may have right. reached out to more. We know they reached out to San Francisco. And they went, and the gut yeah. and the feeling was that that San Francisco's like, yeah, we're good with Jimmy G. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know. Well, but if it is true, they, they had, there's no they, way he was going back there. Sure, I mean, they were just coming off a Super Bowl where Jimmy G got them there. Now, you could say he cost them the Super Bowl too. True, but his salary cap situation would have been a huge hit if they got rid of him too. So, plus, you know, if you're going to sign Brady for say 25 million, it was something like 40 plus million cap hit for Garoppolo if you got rid of him trade or whatever and so you know i think that influenced their decision plus the age and you know our long-term prospects of when do we think you know how long do do we think our windows open etc i think that's why they made the decision i rick and i've had this discussion and we know that san francisco is one of the teams that he wanted or was a team he called and wanted to go to maybe the only one right and if they told him no right now then i I, brady strikes me as a guy who's like all right fine we're done i think i'll never play yeah i think he could get over the draft thing Yes. The signing oh, there. yeah. Because the people that made those decisions, well, but every but the people that made those decisions and drafting Giovanni or you know the or Carmazzi or whatever the quarterback's name was, I can't remember his name. Those people aren't there running that team anymore. The people right. that turned him down two years ago are still running the Forty Nine. They're still there, exactly. <laughs> Coach, GM, and so everybody, yeah. if he's one who holds a grudge, which we believe he is, and and kind of use that as fuel and chips on your shoulder, why would you go there if you were him? I don't think too, and. I mean, I, when, it, when he first announced he was coming back, my initial thought was, why would you do this? You're, now you're messing with your legacy. A, that's not true, I guess, because, I mean, it's not like he's going to come back. Even if he has an awful year, we're going to say, oh, maybe he's not the GOAT. He's going to be the GOAT no matter mm-hmm. what. But there was a part of me that thought, man, you, you kind of went out not, you know, not, a bad, and not in a bad way. You know, you had the great comeback. You made the playoffs. You had, an, like you just mentioned, arguably an MVP season. Um, you had this incredible comeback against the Rams. It wasn't really your fault. You, you lost in the playoffs. Um, and you did pretty much everything you want to do except repeat as a Super Bowl champ. But this would be a good way to go out. You're still on top of your game. That's the way I think. 
I don't think people like Tom Brady think that way. Players don't, don't think that way at all. Right. It's, they don't. The idea of failing or not going out on top doesn't enter there. It's not a part of their their thinking. That's just not the way they're wired. They're motivated so, more, I think, by if I leave too early, I'm going to regret it. If I right. stay too long, I won't regret that. I'll regret leaving too early, knowing I could have done more. Right. Because and, once and I hang it up, I'm it, done. We've seen it before. I think, you know, obviously the, the most famous case is Michael Jordan coming back. Who And Jordan actually, his, number, his numbers weren't bad his mm-hmm. last few years with Washington. But um, I think that's the one we really look back and say he had nothing to prove. He'd won six titles. Mm-hmm. He was at that point and, I, and arguably still the greatest basketball player of all time. And yet he wanted that one more time because I also think, Steve, there's this there, there's nothing that can replace this for them. When you, when you spent your whole life in a competitive situation, mm-hmm. you can't just leave and say, okay, now I'm going to go play golf, or now I'm going to – and the, obviously Tom Brady's not a, a, a – it doesn't seem like somebody who wants to coach or even own a team or anything like that. Um, but this, this, com, this the competitive part of it, I think, is something that – it's just mm-hmm. irreplaceable for these guys. I, I think they like the camaraderie. That's also irreplaceable. Um, yeah, they know, they know of, they'll never duplicate that in their lives. Yeah, what else? There's nothing else and in so life. If, that, if you're not ready to walk away from it, why walk away? Right. Because and, and, and eventually the they're going to tell you not to come back. Right. The storylines in Hollywood and the, the perfect ending to walk off the field, that's Hollywood. That's not, that's <laughs> not real life. I mean, right. if you think you can still play and, and that excites you and drives you and pushes you, why wouldn't you go keep playing? Exactly. It's, it's your story. It's not somebody else's story. And I still, I look. I, I there's something that tells me they're not going to be quite the team they were the last two years. They've, I think, they've lost a little bit. Um, but I look at this NFC, Steve, and there's no reason why. When you look around, especially now, with I mean, Aaron Rodgers is back in Green Bay. I don't know what Green Bay has left around him at this point, um, particularly after losing Adams at wide receiver, and then, mm-hmm. and and you know, Deshaun Watson. Did not come into the division like many people thought he might. Yeah, he had a three um, out of four shot to come to the division. And, right. And the Bucks yeah. lucked out. Yeah, exactly. So they're, they're the favorite to win the division, the Bucks are. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably have to deal with Green Bay. You're going to have to deal with the Rams, likely. But yeah, those are the three best teams in the NFC. Yeah. And the Cowboys, yeah, I think, are probably up there, too. Who else? The Cowboys are probably up yeah, there. Yeah, the Cow- I would expect. No, I think the Cowboys basically replaced the 49ers as the as the as sort of the other team, though. Okay. To watch out for, um, so yeah, they're they're as they have as good a chance as anybody yeah. in the NFC. I mean, not Russell Wilson's not in Seattle anymore. No, that's right. Who that's knows right. what Kyler Murray and Arizona are going to do? Another good point. So yeah, there's no reason why you can't win the division, which gets you a you home playoff game. It gets you a home playoff yeah. game. Sure, and go from there. Yeah. So, not the I think the right decision. So I, I'm still surprised by it, but I think it's the right decision. Grant comeback. I think so. Yeah, well, I, for the same reasons. Although I don't know that Gronk is sort of driven the same way that Tom Brady. I, I think Brady, it's an obsession with him. I think Gronk mm-hmm. really likes football, and clearly, but he's clearly he's taken. He took a lot a of much injuries more last of a beating. Year. Oh, last yeah, year. Yeah, he, he took. Did. He's taken a beating much more than than Tom Brady has over. You know, Tom Brady's played twice as long, and and hasn't taken as many hits as Gronk because of the position involved. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think. For the same reason, Gronk may say, eh, why not? One more. Just one more year. It's, it'd be worth it. 
So Yeah, I mean, if he wants to play, he's playing here. It's not going to be Buffalo. It's not going to be Cincinnati. No, I don't think he becomes a hired gun where he just travels around looking for somebody to play with. No, he's yeah, going to play with Brady if he's going to play. And, play with Brady you know. in the nice weather. But he also he doesn't have to decide now. Right. He doesn't have to decide in June. I mean, he could say in August, hey, I want to play, and they'll sign him. They'll find a way to, to figure it out. Yeah. Does it Brady wants him? Brady gets him. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's great. It's unbelievable. Hey, I mean, he came to the worst franchise in North American sports and brought him to a Super Bowl the first year. It's the greatest story in Tampa Bay sports history. I, I, as much as, I, as we've followed some of the other things that have gone here, incredible moments. We, mm-hmm. have, we have a hockey team that might win a third consecutive Stanley Cup. Which in, be, in, the sta- in the salary cap era. In a salary cap never era. Never been done. Never been done. First team to even win three in a row since, what, the, early, the Islanders of the early the 80s? 80s, yeah. Um, you got the Rays who the, are defying all odds and keep winning yeah. the AL East and having the best record in the American League. Right. Beaten up on the Yankees, beaten up on the Red Sox. And yet, I, the, Brady coming here and winning a Super Bowl in his first year, that is, you can't, there's nothing. There's nothing that compares to it. It's the greatest sports story in the history of Tampa Bay sports. I can't and argue always with will that. be. Yeah. I, I believe I can't argue with that. I mean, it's like I said, the Bucks had the worst record of the four American sports of any team. It's a joke. It was a joke of a franchise. The, and any one of those scenarios, if I'd have told you Tom Brady is coming to Tampa Bay, at, at, right there, you've lost me. At that point, no, that ain't happening. Tom, Brady, if I'd have told you four years ago, five years ago, Tom, Tom Brady's going to play for the Tampa Bay Bucks, no. you would have been like, "That's ridiculous." Like that's not even we, if we had suggested that as a radio or podcast topic. Hey, let's throw out some crazy ideas just for fun. Hey, Tom Brady plays for the Bucks. Like that's too stupid. Well, why would we talk about that? That's not going to happen. And it happened. <laughs> and then they win a Super Bowl. It's with Rob Ronkowski <laughs> and all these other and Leonard Fournette and all these other guys coming out of the woodwork to play. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It, it really is. It, it, you're correct. It's the best sports story in, in this in this town's history. And there's been a lot of really good ones lately, particularly. Oh, sure. I mean, and I can't even imagine another story that would ever top it in our lifetime. Like... Or in the next 10 years. I, unless the Lightning were to win 10 in a row, which isn't going to happen. But even if they did, at that point, okay, maybe. No, I was going to say 10 in a row in hockey. 10 in a row. I, that, I, yeah. that would do it. Okay. Yes, that would do it. I mean, Shy they, of that. They get to five in a row. They get to five. I'll give you five. I mean, you know, they pass get to the five Islanders in a row. of the 80s. You pass, I okay. mean. You get to five. Okay. Lightning wins five in a row. I, I would still kind of argue with you. Like, eh, I don't know. Maybe Brady. I still think it's, still think it's a better story. Tom Brady. It's, but if they get to five in a row, though, let me think about this. So s- since 15, they've been to the Eastern Conference Finals. They were there 15, 16. 
18, 2021, and then three more years. That would be eight out of 11 years in the Eastern Conference okay. Finals. Let's transition, let's transition over to Lightning here, Steve. Sure. And let me ask you this. And it, this is totally unfair, and I know it asking it already. Mm-hmm. They've won back-to-back Stanley Cups. Mm-hmm. Don't you get the sense that they should have won more? They, they should have won at least one more in this stretch. So, I, well, I mean, let's, let's go through it. In 15, if what Ben Bishop and Victor Hedman don't collide, yes, they probably and Tyler they Johnson have, doesn't and doesn't break, break his, his wrist, wrist. They probably have a good shot at winning that cup in 15. I think they win that. I think they. I think which I don't they, think they were the better team, but I think they played better in that series than Chicago at certain points. I agree. Sure. I agree. I in Chicago that was one of you know that one of three Stanley Cups they won in a what a five or six year span, mm-hmm. but I, I still think. Look up two one in that series, and uh, I still think they I still think they should have won that mm-hmm. series. But you're right when you throw in the Bishop had the injured groin. Yep. Um, and uh, and Tyler Johnson, who by the way had an amazing playoff. He was as oh. good a postseason player as they had. Oh, incredible! Incre- absolutely um, incredible. And he and he and he was just yep. a shadow of himself in the, in that series. The okay, next so year he, they go to the Eastern Conference Finals against the Penguins. And I still Bishop say gets this, hurt. Bishop gets hurt. Stamkos doesn't play until Game Seven. Correct. Vasilevsky outplayed Matt Murray in that series. And I say this to this day, Steve. In Game Six, score tied zero zero. Jonathan Drouin gets called for an offsides that would not be offsides by today's rules. I don't yep. believe. Mm-hmm. Correct. They've changed that rule now. It was the right call at the time. I'm not mm-hmm. saying, but I still I, I hate the uh, I hate to replay on offsides in hockey. Period. Anyway, I think the, let the linesman call it. It, they don't miss them, and if they do miss them, it's by an inch, and it never affects the play. Um, if Jonathan Drouin doesn't get called for an offsides there, and they take a one nothing lead, I'm convinced they win Game Six mm-hmm. in at home. I agree, and I think they win this. I don't know. San Jose was a pretty good team that year, but the Penguins nah. went on one. Or Nashville, right? Or was that Nashville? Uh, was that, I don't remember. I think that was San Jose. Either way, yeah. I think the, I think the Lightning goes on and wins the cup. So I that's agree. another one. Down the drain. So two years later, Washington in the Eastern Conference Finals. Well, you go to Game Five. Yeah, first game five. of all, you lose Game One and Two at home. You're down 0-2. Then you go win three in a row. Right. You take a lead in early in the second period in Game Five, and then you don't and score then never the rest score of the series. Again. Yep. <laughs> never score again. Yeah. That, I I will say this, Steve. Though with that, they going into the playoffs. Because th- they had beaten, remember Boston? That's the year I picked Boston to win. Mm. Everybody killed me for it. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were. I thought they were going into that series against Washington. I thought they were the better team. I actually picked them to beat Washington. But as that series progressed, I thought Washington was way better. Uh, Washington was on a mission that year, but they could have played. They could have played a best of fifty-one games. But in, you're up three games to two, and you take a lead. Yeah, right. And and you know you didn't score the last two games essentially. You did the last two games, and you had game seven at home. Yeah, that's, I mean that's okay. That's a bad. You had a shot to. I mean, you know, you definitely had a shot to to win one there. Right. And I th- I think they would have beat Vegas that year. And then the next year, the next year you set all is kinds maybe of the best team you've ever had. Arguably, o- offensively for sure. I mean, they didn't play a lot of defense. If True. Victor Hedman doesn't get a concussion in the final week of the season or a week plus, right. I mean, he played games one and two in the playoffs, but he wasn't himself. David Savard is never going to undress Victor Hedman. No, no, I agree. That was 
there was no there was no yeah. doubt that Victor Hedman was not Victor Hedman in, right. in that series. And you know he didn't even play games three and four. I mean, you know, had it been regular season, he would have never played games one and two. Correct. If he doesn't have a concussion, I think that series is very different. I, I don't up three nothing in that first game. You're not going to lose that game. Right. So, so I now you're not, up I'm one. I'm not beating him up for mm-hmm. not winning, but at the same time, it does feel like. And I said this to Rick all along, and then I said it to you. I mean, it was good that they won the series the next year, won the cup the next year, because that sort of made up for the fact that they had never won. I mean, they, they were going on a close, coming close to a stretch of being sort of well, the, uh, the best five or six year stretch without winning a Stanley Cup in, mm-hmm. in NHL history. Well, and Stamkos at that point, since Ovechkin had won, was the best player, you know, currently playing not to have won a cup, right? Based on his career, and, and you know, I think those losses. Look, the first cup they won. And, and there's no asterisk by it. Everyone plays by the same rules. But No, I think it, you could make an argument that it was actually tougher than one. You could. I, and you could either way, however you want to say yeah, it. Yeah. But to me, an asterisk is, is, you know, this team cheated. They had an unfair advantage. That's yeah. an asterisk. If everybody has the same rules in front of them, it's not an asterisk. It, you know, Correct. everyone had the same opportunity. I think, you know, those misses, and, and count them up 15, 16, 18, 19, those misses drove that team through that bubble. I mean, we heard stories of some teams didn't even care to be there, and they right. were quickly eliminated. I mean, you've heard stories of the the Caps and the Pens. You know, had didn't had no. Well, the Penguins were looking for an exit. Yeah, they <laughs> could they could have cared yeah. less to be in that bubble. They wanted to go home. They didn't care. You know, the Lightning were so laser focused that I mean, they never went to a game seven that year. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, they marched through that playoffs. It was like we're not missing this time. Period. And without those losses before, you don't know what they would have done in that that playoff series. Right. You know, they were driven. They were like, this is our opportunity. We're taking it. Because if you remember, even in that season, so at Christmas time, they were about a 500 team. Yeah. They weren't playing very well. That's and they true. were trying to find their game and be more defensive and, and not just go, go, go offense and, and, and that. And then they went on a stretch of 23-2-1 right after Christmas. Mm-hmm. And you know that's an incredible stretch. And all of a sudden, oh, now yeah. they're one of the top teams in hockey. They they weren't top, but they were right up there in the Eastern Conference. Then they hit a skid, and they were not playing well when when everything shut down. It, it March twelfth is you know they were struggling, and, and they had traded for Coleman and Goodrow, and, and what a great story and the, the chemistry those guys have on on penalty kill, and then their line with Yanni Gord. But when they first came to the team, there was no chemistry. They were they look lost and and that happens in trades and that's not knocking them at all, but I mean the team right. was not playing well, but they got to that bubble and they were motivated, and I think it was a lot of those, you know what had happened the last five years prior. No, I agree. I I mean I think it did have an impact, but you're just going to look back. It's there. I think they're winning those well those two cups now, but just mm-hmm. winning the one cup made up for just some years where it felt like they should have. They should have won at least one up mm-hmm. until then. I don't know. I, I'm sure there's a bunch of teams. You could take a handful of teams every year. Who well, back Washington that way. I mean, when they oh, finally yeah. won their cup, it was kind of like, you know, I mean, they've had such great teams and kept running into the Penguins in the playoffs and would get eliminated. Oh, yeah. And, and St. Louis for years used mm-hmm. to win President's Trophies and yep. be one of the top teams in the league and then, and then couldn't win it all. Looking at this team, Steve, this Lightning team right now, they're, I mean, they're starting to see – just when you start to feel good about it, though, I mean, okay, they beat they beat the Red Wings, which was was nice to get a win. I get it, but then the Red Wings go out the next day and get 
just slaughtered mm-hmm. <laughs> by Pittsburgh. The Detroit's not a very good team. I don't think the Islanders are a very good team. They're both about five hundred, and, and yeah, they're you looking know. for the end of the season. Both of those teams. Um, now it's it's better than losing to those teams. I something missing, Steve. I don't know what it is, and I can't put my finger on it. I don't know if they're bored, the Lightning. I don't know if they're just waiting for the playoffs to start at this point. I don't know if they're sort of transitioning in some of these new guys that they have. Here's my um, theory on it. And this is all mental with them. Yeah. So they were rolling this season, putting up tremendous numbers, one of the top three or four teams in hockey. And then you get to February and you take a three-week break. Yeah, you schedule three games in the middle of there. So you get eight days off, then you play three, and then you get another eight days off. This team has played so much hockey and been through so much the last few years, as you could argue each of the last two cups were harder cups to win than normal years. Right. Maybe a shorter seasons, but the circumstances around it harder. That I think mentally they checked out. I think I don't disagree. I think they got to that break and was just like, and, and they're having trouble getting it fired up because they know they're in the playoffs. You know, I mean, you came, well, you came back thing. from the break and you went to the stadium series and that was an adrenaline game. And let's, you sure. know, I, I mean, cool. And finally, the Lightning get to play in one of these. And, and so you can get up for that. I just think they're having a tough time right now. Mentally getting up for every game like it's a playoff game because it's not. And, and they it's know it's not it. a playoff. They game. know and it. when you and when you've played in a bunch of playoff games, you know, the difference right. between. Between and, it. and, and also that what eleven what eleven cities eleven games yeah eleven, 11 and, and the road trip didn't help I mean you're in all these time zones and eleven games and eleven cities one home that game was a there. weird trip too I mean uh, yeah. the way they that trip was scheduled I mean uh, you know so it's you know were you really excited for that trip for the Lightning I mean you know you're in the the eight teams in the Eastern Conference are decided already we don't well know and the, that, we don't I think know you the hit seating. on something right there not only are the eight teams decided it's not even as if you're trying to figure okay we need to get to here. Because we want to avoid that team, or we want to get to there because we want to play this team. Everybody's good. Mm-hmm. I think. Other, I honestly believe, and I wouldn't even count out Washington. But other than Washington, I think all seven teams that are other than Washington, and I, I'm just not crazy about Washington. But they have yeah. Ovechkin. Yeah, and they, I just I don't like their goaltending, and I don't like. I still you know, don't think Toronto's got enough to go through four series. Eh, I don't think I'm not in, I'm not in love with Toronto either. I'm but, questioning whether Boston does through four series, but can they win a series or two against any of the teams in these? That's Absolutely. what I'm saying. Like I I can't line up any team and say yeah I'd rather. Now no. there are certain teams I don't I want if I'm the Lightning early on I want no parts of Florida I want no parts of Carolina. Those are the teams you'd prefer to avoid. But but, but I also year, look and say like the the Rangers I don't know that I want to play the Rangers I don't know what uh, in the other conference. I don't know that I want to deal with uh, uh, the Penguins. Or, mm-hmm. I just—it's not as if there's a a gimme team where you say, okay, if we could just get no. to this spot and we'll play this crappy playoff team. There's eight playoff we'll teams do. in the East and eight teams that aren't, and we already know them. We knew them right. ten games ago with thirty to go. We knew the playoffs. So it's almost like tell us when a playoff start. Yeah. Tell us where we're playing, and we'll go and we'll play. You know. So the question is, and, and you know, look, they're also got a target on their back. The question is, can they turn it on? Now, last year, they got off to a tremendous start, and they played like crap down the stretch. And everyone was, and they got blown out by Florida the last two games. Right. Oh, this, this team's awful. And they came out and won the first series handily. It was a good series against Florida. You know, they, they kept saying, don't worry. We're fine. We're fine. 
and nobody wanted to believe them. And then they went out and proved they were. Can they do that again? We'll see. I think the overall competition in the Eastern Conference is better this year. Overall. I mean, I think Carolina and Florida were tremendous last year. And those were two tough series. And then the Islanders as well. So I guess they went through probably the three toughest teams last year. But, you know, that I, I just... I just look at the team, and it's the mental mistakes that keep creeping into the game, and the, the number of penalties and offensive zone penalties and, and things like that. I just, I don't think they're fully mentally there now. Well, and, what it's going to come down to, Steve, is is it are they good enough and mentally strong enough where they can flip a switch, or are they acting so cool and that they think that all we have to do is flip a switch, and then that switch isn't there. Well, and, and the now you start, I mean, you know, okay, so you have a game tonight against Carolina, and you're not happy the way you played there last week. You know, and now you're going to get 12 of the final 17 at home. And you're starting to flip the calendar. I mean, today is the 29th of March. The regular season ends one month from today, April 29th. Now you start to see that the, the, the light at the end of the tunnel, and maybe they can start to dial it in mentally. And, and be ready for that. You know, it's, you know, you kind of go, you know, you start, you came back from that break at, at the end of February and you're like, we got two months of this left and we already know we're in the playoffs. And we've yeah. proven last year, we don't care who we play. We don't care if we start at home or on the road, just get in. And, and, you know, like I said, it's nothing consciously they're doing, you know, but everybody well, in their want, job, they, has they got date. really good goaltending. Andre Vasilevsky, Absolutely. I'll go in any series, no matter who you play, and I'll take Vasilevsky over the other team's goalie, yep. no matter who it is mm-hmm. in the whole entire NHL. Yep. But the only thing, the only thing, Steve, is that I, I want to see their special teams get a little bit better. Like the power mm-hmm. plays a bit of a concern for me because it's not like they're missing anybody. Yes. I don't know. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're not going out of their way to really switch things up quite yet because they don't want to give away too much going into the and I and I get it. Look, I covered the NHL for a thousand years. There's ebbs and flows with your power play. Sometimes mm-hmm. the best power play in the league completely shorts out for like three weeks or a month for no explanation. And then all of a sudden they score six power play goals in two games and then it's on its way again. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Kuch, that's, there Kuch is has not been himself the last couple of weeks. And and look, that power play goes through Cooch. Yeah. I mean, you know, most power plays run through the point, man. No, this one runs through Cooch. He's the creative guy. He's the he's the one who sees the ice. You know, when he and that's why at the beginning of the year the power play wasn't as good because he was missing. He was hurt. And, and, you know, he just hasn't – he's just a tick off, you know, for whatever reason. And, yeah, and, I agree. And finesse players and, and guys that play games like that, you can go through those ebbs and flows just like the power play does and just like that. I mean, it's – you know, his game – you're going to have ebbs and flows to it. And, and he just hasn't quite been there. And when he's not, the power play's not the same. And, and I, yeah, the power play and, and the penalty. Well, the penalty kill doesn't concern me because I think they've played pretty well. in the They just take way too many. Yeah. And you're playing with fire at that point. Right. And they're bad penalties, like you mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Too many offensive zones, like slashes and tr- trips and holds in your own, in, you know, uh, in the other team's end. It's mm-hmm. just. Yeah, you're stopping a breakaway are- that's, you know could result in a goal okay that's fine i mean you know there are some penalties you can live with it's the ones you know too many men on the ice because six guys skated out there yeah you know it wasn't even like a bad change it was six guys were out there you know no you can't take those penalties (laughs) i mean those are the ones you just can't take not allowed to do that now now ryan mcdonough's injury concerns me yeah no that that for sure and that's the one area i obviously victor Edmonds. i think the most valuable piece on this entire team after vasilevsky I would even argue 
if I had to play a series without either Vasilevsky or Hedman, I would be. I'd have to think about it. For no, I, I, mean, I want. I, I want Vasilevsky. I get it, but I'm telling you, I don't think they win without Hedman. I don't think they win a series without Hedman against a Florida or Carolina or somebody like that. I just don't think they do. Yeah, he, it may he plays who way too much. I know. I get it. Do you think Brian Elliott can beat Frederick Anderson or? I do. Or Bobrovsky. <laughs> okay. I, I I think he might. I I no. I don't think you can win a cup. I don't think you win four series in a row. I don't think you, but I think you win a series. I don't think you win a series without Victor Edmund. Okay. Not one. That's just, I well, think he's that valuable. And Columbus had proved it. I mean, you know, he played the yeah. first two games, but he wasn't himself. I just think he's that valuable. I think he's the, I don't know that he's going to, I think Yossi will probably win the Norse, but I, like, Hedman, if you ask me who the best defenseman in hockey Yeah, Yossi or McCarr could, or. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yossi's offensive numbers are ridiculous. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, Vasilevsky's not going to win the Vesna again, but he's going to lead the NHL in wins again. And he's the best. I mean, Shosurkin's having a great year. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and Vasilevsky, I don't think he's ever going to be one to put up, like, stupid numbers. You know, just mm-hmm. – I mean, he'll, he'll, he'll lead the league in wins and that sort of thing. But in terms of, like, goals against or save percentage and everything. But he reminds me more of Grant Fuhr than anybody who plays the game today that you might have games where you, he'll give up four. Uh, but there are nights that, that the Lightning scores five. And yep. then there's – when you need a one nothing game or – a two-one game in the playoffs, he's he, he can provide well, that for you. And when you have a clinching game in the playoffs, oh my goodness! Oh yeah, what's that? For five sure. straight he shut out. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just incredible. Yeah, I mean, I'll take him any time, any day in the playoffs. So, number one BS, he doesn't win the best. <laughs> what about baseball? Baseball is back. Spring training's underway. Are we even? Are we even going to play this season? We just give it to the Dodgers, right? This is dumb. We're just going to give the dot. Well, That's about, the greatest lineup I've ever seen in his ever. How about the it's, How about the Rays making a serious play for Freddie Freeman? Offered 150 million over six years. Well, I mean, if you and if you do the numbers at reading Topkin or whatever, it, you know, counting income tax and all that, well, it I probably mean, wasn't that much of a difference. No, South Car- South Flor- or, uh, South California is home for him. I mean, that's where he's from. I'm curious, Steve, if they if Freddie Freeman had stayed with. The Braves mm-hmm. could the Rays have been in on Matt Olson? That's you know no. I, that's a guy that could, I could not, have, look. I don't, I, I don't know if they'd want to give up as much as the Bra- Braves gave up probably. a lot. Just to get you had to trade for him. It wasn't a free agent. They did sign. give up a lot, right? You know, would but, they give up that much in addition to that? Right. Maybe not. But I'm excited about this race season, Steve. I, I, you know, I I still think they might make a move with one of these guys. I don't know if it'll be Kiermaier. Well, they've got, what, seven outfielders, if you count Josh Meadows. Lowe, who they're saying yeah. is ready to come up. Probably not going to start the season on the the, uh, the the big league roster, but they say he's ready. And when he comes up, he's going to be an everyday player. So right. they may have to clear a couple outfielders. I mean, now they added Harold Ramirez. Yeah. And I'm just excited to watch Wander Franco for a whole year. Oh. That's just going to be so And a Rosarina second full year. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's a fun team. It's a, it's a, it's a fun team. They and I like their pitching. It's gotten mm-hmm. better. So yeah, we're going to talk to Neil Solons tomorrow on the show. And and one of the unique things is the Rays actually have a starting pitching staff. Yeah, like they have five starters right now, and they got a couple guys that will probably be starters when they come back from injury, like Shane Boz. Right. And you know, Yanni Chirinos could too. He's hurt. But I mean, they've got McClanahan, Patino, Rasmussen, Yarbrough, and Kluber. They have five starters right now. Now they may run some openers in front of some of these guys occasionally. But 
the team that invented the opener and has done it now all of a sudden has legit starters. <laughs> and, and the team that has infielders that go everywhere and play everywhere, they have five infielders on the team. That's it. Yeah. I mean, you've yeah. got you got Lau and, and Franco are every day, second and shortstop. Choi's going to play first part of the time. Yandy Diaz will play first the other time. Yandy Diaz is going to play third, and Taylor Walls will back up all three infield positions, second, short, and third. That's all mm-hmm. you have in the infield. You don't have – you know, Joey Wendell's gone now, but it, it, it's funny how the team has changed uh, Joey a lot Wendell. of things. Yeah. Why did you tell me? I forgot. Every time I forget that he's not here, and then I'm reminded, I'm like, ah, oh, Joey Wendell. I miss Joey Wendell. The season hasn't even started yet. I miss Joey yeah, Wendell. No batting gloves and just uh, – he just he, he gets up there and you're like, this guy can't play. He just doesn't look like a ball player. But, but Right, and yet every time there one. was a big situation, he was coming up. I'm like, all right, there's a chance. Joey Wendell's up. <laughs> yeah. We have a chance here. For sure. But, I mean, you know, the, the Rays team is – it's funny how they've changed and adapted, and now all of a sudden you have too many outfielders. Before it was always too many infielders. And then you got prospects ready to come up, too. you got – I mean, Vidal Brujan's probably not going to start on the big league roster. Josh Lowe. I mean, these guys are going to come up at some point. And, you know, it, the Rays are deep. I mean, That'll be fun. I mean, Neil's going to talk about even the catching position. There's depth in the organization and catcher. When's it last? When's it in, any time you've ever heard that with the Rays? I mean, depth. They've never had catchers on the roster. I mean, I mean they, they, the found, major they found Travis Darno because they had like eight catchers injured and they couldn't find anybody. <laughs> yeah. And that's a, and granted, he turned his you know, season and career around and now look at him. Right. But it's, you know, I'm glad baseball got their differences figured out. No, I know. And it's nice that short spring training lead up to it. Everybody's yep. ready to go. Let's yeah, go. you only missed the first week, and then you're still going to play those games. So oh, right. there's gonna, the Rays have two five-game series in Toronto this year now because they missed the first week they were supposed to go to Toronto. Right. So now they're making – there was already a four-game series. That's going to become a five-game. They had a three-game series. That's where you just hope that, like, somebody like a, like a Wander Franco isn't out for, like, a week. Yeah. You know? with some sort of injury, and then you got to go up there and play five games against yeah. a team that... You know, I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to. It's not going to happen this year, but eventually, right, they're going to get to the schedule where it's not loaded up. Where you're not Next year, your you're going to play every team. Not a, You're not going to play every team at home. You'll right. play every team every year. So, presumably, you'll play, let's say, the Dodgers every year, but one year there, one year here. Right. But you'll get, to, you, you'll get to watch... Every team play your your whatever team you cover in this in this town, the Rays, of course. But you get to watch them, and you're not going to play 19 games against the Orioles. Although that did help the Rays last year when you go 18 and one against them. Right, right, for sure. But this will be a few less Yankees games, a few less Red Sox games, but you get to see every team. Fine by me. <laughs> <laughs> not a fan, huh? Well, I mean, it's it's fun to to play those teams, but it's it, if you're uh, as a spectator, but. Not as a, not if you're the Rays. I'd rather give me more games with the Royals. Let's bring the Cleveland, Cleveland, whatever we're calling them these days. Let's bring them in. Well, the Guardians now. Guardians, yeah. We have, let's we have, have Commanders more games in football the and the Guardians in baseball. So yeah, more games against the Guardians. Let's, let's bring you know bring those teams in. All right. Well, uh, let's see. Final four. You got any predict? Is, is Coach K already you know already crowned him the champion on his way out? I mean, is that guaranteed? Or I think it's Villanova. No, I think Villanova's. I think Coach K gets to the final. I think uh, they get their revenge against Carolina just, in the semis. Just think if Carolina ends Krzyzewski's career in the Final Four. Okay, I'm going to say this now. I used to think Duke fans were the most insufferable fans in the world. I think Carolina is right there with them. I got news for both of you schools. Both of you are insufferable, mm-hmm. especially when you're playing one another. And so 
if they end Shashevsky's career, I think Shashevsky comes back. You can't quit. You can't come. I you mean, can't go you out like that. You lost the ACC tournament. You lost your final game at Cameron. You lost your final I mean, game. You, know. you can't go out with Carolina taking you out. You have to come back for another season. I mean, come Rick, to USF. Rick thinks it's come rigged. Come to USF. Everybody comes to Tampa for yeah. one more year. <laughs> Rick thinks How's it's rigged that, that he's going to you know win the whole thing. So, Of course he does. <laughs> what about the – I know in your newsletter that uh, comes out this morning – yeah, yeah. Uh, everything's about Will Smith and Chris Rock. Okay, so uh, I'll do it real quick because I know we're running short on time. Well, here, subscribe right? to the newsletter. Just go to pointer.org. You can't do that, Will Smith. You can't. I mean, you're first off. Didn't he get his his mom sent him out of Philadelphia because he kept getting in fights, and then he goes out to Hollywood and gets in a fight. You can't do that. You can't hit a guy. Here's the problem I had with it, and I know you know Chris Rock made a crack about his wife. And his wife has this condition and, you know, that causes her to lose her hair. So she shaves her head and all this. But here's the thing. You go up and you slap a guy in the face like that. And look, you, you ruined what was the greatest night in the professional lives of Jane Campion, the director, and Ariana DeBose, who won Best uh, Supporting Actress, and that Troy Kotzer, who won Best Supporting Actress, and Jessica Chastain, and Questlove, who wins a director's award for documentary. That was the award that Chris Rock was there to give out. And Billie Eilish wins an Oscar, and they're honoring The Godfather. And Well, Will Smith finally won his Oscar. Will Smith, you ruined your own night because people aren't going to remember. Hey, remember that night that Will Smith won the Oscar? Like, no. Remember the night that Will Smith slapped Chris Rock? Yeah, of course. That's what everybody's going to remember. Now, Will Smith came out with an apology on Monday night. Pretty lengthy. Seemed sincere. Too late. I'm not saying you shouldn't apologize. I'm not saying it was it was not sincere. I think it was. But you ruined the night for a lot of people whose this was their greatest night of their lives. And you did it because you got pissed because a guy told a joke about your wife? Come on. Like, you got to be you got to be better than that. So, disappointing. Disappointing. It is. Fair. And we'll end on that. So, Tom Jones... <laughs> Thank you for coming out of retirement once again uh, and subbing in for Rick, who's uh, on a clandestine mission that uh, yeah, I cannot I disclose hear about the this. details. When Rick gets back, we've got to find out what was going on. Yes, I'm not, I'm not at liberty to disclose the details. I do know where he is, but not at liberty to say. So. Wow. Okay. Uh, this, now I've now now got to come back next week and try to figure and find out what happened. Done. <laughs> See, now, now you should have signed yourself up. Now. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> we've got to continue being show prep for everyone, so. There you, well, there you go. We can do that. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so much, Tom. I know you got to run, so uh, we'll let you go on that. Neil Solance will be on the show tomorrow. We'll talk a lot of Rays baseball, go through the roster and all the prospects and, and what, the outlook for this year. I mean, the AL East is going to be loaded, with exception of Baltimore, and the Rays look like they uh, should have uh, no – I won't say no problem. They should be in that fight for to win the division again. There's no reason they, they can't be up there, so – uh, it should be a good season for the race. So thank you, Tom. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Steve. Hmm. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.